Age's episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel, and the wisdom of my age is 46, and yeah. I have lost about 145 pounds. Welcome to We Only Look Thin. Did I even say that? I don't even know. I don't know either. Uh, and with me today is the wisdom of 50 years. Donald Weigel. Yeah, I don't remember what I said like five minutes ago, <laughs> no. let alone like you think I was actually listening to what you were saying. I know. You know what I hate? Like the wisdom of the ages when I am at work and I'm in a big conference room in the before times when people saw each other. Yeah, when there were conference rooms. Right. When the boss would be like, in this room is 700 years experience. Like, oh my God. It's not 700 years. Yeah. Like, so between the two of us, we have 96 years experience. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. It is horrifying. We have 96 years of experience and wisdom to tell you about on this episode. Yeah, you said wisdom of the ages, and then I thought of rock of ages, uh, and uh, that made me think of plateaus. And sure. we're going to talk about plateaus <laughs> wow, and we, other geological formations. We get it all done here. But before... This, and the podcast business, that is called one heck of a transition that I just did there. It was really good. It was. It was like a professional. Yeah. Definitely me t- talking over you was also great. Yeah, it was great. Um, before we get started on talking about the wisdom of the ages, uh, we would like to ask our dear listeners, yes, you, we are going to do an episode on tips of the week. Tao! Tao, Everybody. You thought it was gone, but it's back. Yeah. It is back for like a McGriddle burger <laughs> <laughs> or like a McFlurry. Or, yeah, the, 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 um, the one I like is the Shamrock Shake that Ooh, only comes Shamrock around yeah, once a year. Uh, but Not we, that I, like, I don't think I've had one I don't in 20 years. I don't think I've ever had one. Every time it comes around, I'm like, oh, I got to get one of those. We're taking it out of the vault, but we are looking for tips of the week from you. You get our tips of the week. Now we're asking for something back. Do yeah. You have Do you have anything that you've added to your routine that uh, we should know about and that you think other listeners should know about? Send us an email. Uh, entitle it Tau, T-O-W, Tau! Tau, everybody! Tip of the week. Um, send us an email at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Again, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And give us your tip of the week, and maybe we will feature it on our tip of the week episode. We haven't. We already did a tip of Palooza, so we can't call it that. Yeah. Um, but it'd be like other people's tips, so. Yeah, it'd be um, other people's tip episode. Hey, and if email sounds old-fashioned to you, you could tweet at us about it. Ooh, or don't. you could, I, like, send I, us a message on Instagram. There's or... so many places. I'd rather just send an email. All I'm right. old. No, it's hard to keep up with all the different types of communication all these days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we should have talked about this in We're going to stick to email, everybody. <laughs> don't you dare tweet at us. It's just sometimes, like. I monitor the Twitter, so. I'll handle it. Uh, I'll, you know what? If somebody tweets us, I'll write you an email. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's hard to keep it all together. We're yeah. trying to keep it all together. So, uh, so yeah. So we're gonna do that. But, uh, but today's episode. Speaking of an email, yeah, it's all about an email. We received an email from a wonderful longtime listener named Stephanie. Uh, not the Stephanie who we uh, interviewed on this show about Zumba, but a different Stephanie. But. Also wonderful. Oh, wonderful Stephanie. Um, and uh, she wrote in to ask about uh, plateaus and slowdowns and uh, weight loss uh, rates of happening. That was very sure, well said by but me. you know what? She said it much better in Why don't email. I just read her email? Why don't you just read her email? Thank you, Voice of Public Opinion. <laughs> um she says, hi, Donald and Catherine. Hey. Loving the podcast. You guys just keep getting better. 
also better looking. She really did write that. And the answer to that question is yes. Yes. (laughs) We agree. Um, Hi, this is Stephanie. Um, Guess what, you guys? As of today, I am down 50 pounds. Wow. Amazing. I know we sound really sarcastic right now, but um, I've known Stephanie for about a year. Uh, We were in touch uh, about a year ago, and she has come back and lost 50 pounds right in front of our faces, under our noses, without even us knowing. That is so amazing. It's pretty fantastic. I know I sound sarcastic and snarky all the time, but that's actually super amazing. I know. I think that's just your your radio voice. You have resting sarcastic voice. (laughs) Maybe I do, too. I never thought I would do this. I thought I was just going to be overweight forever, and I'm a person that was normal-sized until the age of 33. Then I put on 75 pounds in three years and found it impossible to take it off. I have shocked myself. Uh... This That's the good news. The bad news, which she puts in quotes, uh, which you will not be surprised by, is that this took a lot more work and dedication than I initially what? anticipated. can I just do nothing? Yeah, I, I woke up this morning. Uh, we woke up to Rebound, and now we're podcasting. And like I was walking around the apartment actually singing a Can I Just Do Nothing song this morning. Um, and it was delightful for Catherine. That's what Donald says, not what Stephanie says. Yeah. Uh, I have been working out. This, I'm back to Stephanie's email. I have been working out. I have been logging my food. I'm not starving or like working out eight hours a day, biggest loser style, but I feel like I deserve a medal for my Herculean efforts and patience with my steady, reasonable one pound a week weight loss. And then she says, and I agree, you do deserve a medal. She says, surely I believe that this level of faultless dedication over the past 11 months would have had me looking like Twiggy by now. It does not. I appreciate the very timely Twiggy reference oh, for in this sure. as well. I would have gone like Kate Moss, but Twiggy is in the way back. Yeah, Kate Moss is still like 30-year-old <laughs> reference. Um, anyway, she says, I love this week's podcast episode. I'm actually not sure which one she was talking about. Uh Uh, Since I have 20 pounds to go and things are slowing down. Until I listened to the podcast from this week, I was beginning to despair, thinking I'm going to have to cut my calories to 1,400 a day, uh, which she says is a total recipe for misery, especially since she works uh, stressful 14-hour days. I can relate. I've been doing that a lot myself lately. I currently eat under 1,700 calories, so like 1,699 per day. What a bargain. It yeah. seems it's, there is a big difference between that, like 1,700 1699. I know. It sounds great. Um, and I get fifteen to 20,000 steps a day, including three 40-minute runs and three 30-minute strength training sessions per week, which let me tell you, that's, that's a lot more than I'm doing right now. That's amazing. I haven't been in this good a shape in 12 years, which is fantastic. Uh, Now we'll get to the heart of the question. She says, I would love to hear what the end of your weight loss was like, or alternatively, what the trends were throughout your weight loss period. Well, let me tell you what, we're going to tell you about both. Um, (laughs) I know you've covered this a bit during the podcast, but I don't believe there's been a discussion of the plateaus. See, I brought it back to plateaus and rock of ages slash rate of loss slowdown. I do listen. Did you change your habits, increase your exercise, just accept that when your BMI is 26, you're not going to lose two pounds a week? Bestow upon us the wisdom of the ages and restore us to sanity. (laughs) Thanks for all the laughs and advice and keep up the great work, Stephanie. 
Woo! If yeah. I had done it, it would have I would have stumbled over the whole thing. <laughs> I'm giving you an A plus on your retelling. That was thank a great you, job. thank you. I uh, hope everybody stuck with us during that. I uh, really appreciate the email. Thank you. It's it's a really great question and. A lot of it can really only be sort of answered with the benefit of hindsight. Right. Uh, you know, when I was in it, I don't think I I had the same clarity about it that I do now looking back on it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, not that I'm not still in it, by the way. It doesn't end. No. Like, it keeps going forever. But No, for sure. But I think, you know, and, and just going back for a second, in, in all earnestness and honesty, Stephanie, I'm so proud of you for sticking to your habits and changing your life like that. It is a huge accomplishment, especially in uh, the year 2020. I don't know what's up this time of year, but there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Not to bring up bummer stuff, but currently the whole West Coast is on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's super chill, yeah. which is actually why it's, you know, six something in the morning and we're recording because it's fire outside. Well, we're actually, we're safe. We're not in any danger. Yeah, but there's I'm sure smoke nobody outside. actually cares. This might be the earliest time of day we've ever recorded a podcast. Yeah, it's so much better to do it in the morning. When it's so hot outside, it's really hard. It's to... not even 7 a.m. right now. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but honestly, Stephanie, uh, congratulations on your progress. And I totally get the kind of slow down what happens next Uh question. So thank you so much for posing it. I think we're going to go through some practical things. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers out, which is super fun. Yeah. Uh, and Donald's We and love I, math. We do, but I haven't, until she asked that question, I hadn't really done the math on my rate of change and all that. And it was eye-opening. So yeah. I've, I've saved some data that I'm going to drop on Donald a little well, bit later. how about we drop it? Dropping data. Um, who wants to start? Do you want to start? Do you want to? Well, I could start. I mean, I... Uh, I did not go back and look at my data, but I know that, you know, the the period of time when I was actively trying to lose weight um, ended up being about two years. And that entire time, I averaged about a pound a week. Yeah. And that was not to say that I lost a pound every week, um, because I definitely did not. But the most I ever lost in a week, I want to say was three pounds. I don't think I ever lost more than that. And um, many, many weeks, it was well under that. You know, it might, some weeks it was a quarter of a pound and some weeks it was nothing. And I would, um, I just decided to arbitrarily define a plateau as any time the scale didn't move for three weeks. And it definitely happened to me several times during the two years. And um, if I stayed the same weight for three straight weeks, then I would change something up. And usually what that change was, I would drop my calories by another 50 or 100 a day. And then, you know, that usually did the trick. But I also started at a much higher calorie rate than what I eat right now, too. Yeah. No, and I think that that – I really like what you said about the 50 to 100 calorie drop because I think what Stephanie said about the 1699 dropping down, well, I guess I need to go 400 calories right. less. Like, you know, the thing I like about the 50 to 100 pounds is that it's not a huge shift. It's just this like little tecton – like it's not a tectonic shift. It's just like, oh, 50 calories. Okay, well, that's like – one jelly bean. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's not so bad. But it doesn't have to be a big drastic change. Yeah. And I know it's not an exact formula, but they say, you know, 3,500 calories equals one pound. Like, if you cut out 3,500 calories in a week, you'll lose one pound. So, you know, you do, you do 100 calories a day less and you're, you're looking at 700 calories. So, 
you're moving in the right direction. And it, it seemed to work for me. When I first started losing weight, like I was just trying to stay like 3,200 calories and I was still able to lose weight at that. But as I lost more weight, it's one of those terrible, you know, reverse, uh, I don't know what, uh, uh, catch 22s. The more weight I lost, the harder I did have to work to continue to lose weight. So what Stephanie is experiencing is definitely what happened to me too. Right. So I actually went through, which I had never done before. Yeah, and I, I still have never done it. <laughs> kind of shocking to me. Um, as you know, we uh, use Fitbits to track our steps, our floors, our weight, our calories, our calorie burn. Yeah. And it is a great repository of information that I can use. So continental <laughs> information. Um, but I didn't actually ever look at my average burn. Uh, from year to year. So we're going to go back to the year 2015, those innocent uh, ragtag times. I got my Fitbit in 2015. Didn't use it all that much, uh, but I was burning 2,100 calories a day on average in 2015 when I was not working out at all. I was getting 5,100 steps a day on average. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of the year before. And that's not to step shame anyone no, no, who's no. getting 51, you know, but that's just a, that's a big difference in the life that we live now where we're, you know, typically getting 17,000 to, to 20,000 every day. Right. So in 2016, the year that it happened, uh, the year that I finally sort of decided to start changing my life, my, my calorie burn was 3,000 calories a day yeah. because I started walking an average of 14,000 steps a day. And that shift of, of burn was huge. As I lost weight, it went from year to year, 2,700 calories a day on average burn. The next year, 25, 25. Like it went down. Even though I was working out more and getting more steps, yeah. my average daily burn was going down, which meant I had to reduce the number of calories that I was consuming. So I'm still doing a lot of work, but the burn is less. So I can't eat as many calories, which is a bummer. But it's all right because, you know, I'm making it work. So Yeah, for sure. So and speaking of things that happen over years, the first year that I was losing weight to kind of talk about, you know, how the the 50 pounds that Stephanie's lost, in the first year that I was losing, I lost 70 pounds. In 2016. Yeah. The next year, I lost 30 pounds. Right. And then kind of halfway through the year, decided that I was going to be at maintenance. I I chose June 1st of 2017 as my whatever weight I am, that is my maintenance. And it kind of gave me a freedom. I don't think Donald really decided he was in maintenance until recently. Yeah. But it, that was kind of my whatever it is, that's going to be my benchmark. Um, and then in the last three years of maintenance, which I've actually just hit three years, which I don't. E- I didn't even realize it was three years. I don't remember days and times. Yeah. Um. But I've maintained kind of in a range, going up and down a little bit. But once you hit that, like to to Stephanie's point of like the slowdown, you get to a point where it's about the habits and how you feel about what you're doing more than the number on the scale or the BMI, if you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I have, I struggled with this for a long time. Um, I was in denial for, I mean, a pretty close to a year that I was even in, maybe even longer than that, that I was actually in maintenance. I kept, I, I initially set my, my weight loss goal, my goal weight at a, what I thought at the time was ridiculous. I even remember thinking to myself, I will never do this. Like I had a terrible, you know, mindset about it. 
I will never do this. And I set it at 80 pounds below where I was at the time. And then actually managed to do it. And when that 80 pound mark uh, became, you know, it seemed like it was going to be a reality, I adjusted and set it another 20 pounds down. And so when I hit that 100 pound mark, um, I kind of looked at my body and looked at how I felt. And I was still and am still softer in the middle than I would like. And I decided I was going to try and lose another 10 pounds to see what would happen, like to see if I would finally be uh, be where I wanted to be. And so for a very long time, I sort of struggled under this false notion that I was going to take off this other 10 pounds. And it just proved to be way too difficult. Um, and I ended up you know, not that long ago, deciding that this is my goal weight. And I just, I am what I am and I'm comfortable with it. And um, I am happy to be here and I don't have to work super hard um, to, you know, I eat about 2000 calories a day. I get my, you know, I have my goal for 20,000 steps a day and I don't have to, like, it's a life that I can enjoy and, and live and not have to struggle um, and I can still stay within a, you know, a couple of pound range of the weight where I am right now. Right. And for me, I, you know, going back to kind of plateaus, I lost, like I said, 70 pounds the first year, 30 pounds the next year. And then I've been doing this really jagged line of maintenance yeah. within a certain range and have actually gained probably five to 10 pounds from my lowest, but I've had to look at my, like the actual timeline of our 96 years experience. Yeah. Um, like, no, but I actually looked at it like the first year that I was losing, all I did was walk and track my calories. Yeah. Um, I actually did a, a couch to 5K program. It was supposed to take six weeks and it took six months, but I was jogging that year and then my knees started hurting and I decided that I didn't want knee pain. So I stopped jogging, but I didn't do any resistance training. I didn't do any hit workouts. Yeah. I didn't do anything. The next year, um, I just did walking. I didn't add any, you know, C to 5k or anything like that. The year after that, we started podcasting and running an accountability group. Yeah, And that like, I forget that that changes my ability to, like, I, I wasn't footloose and fancy free. Like, I had an extra side hustle job and a podcast every week and sitting on the couch podcasting with you. Yeah. So our lives evolve. And I didn't actually start doing resistance training until 2018. Like, after a year and a half after I had lost the weight or, you know, a year after I lost the weight, I didn't even add resistance training until after that. So it was kind of when I hit that maintenance that I was like, well, what now? Because I'm not – the scale isn't really moving. So now what am I going to do with myself? Like, oh, I'm so bored. But, like, yeah. that wasn't the priority when I was losing. So, Stephanie, I love that you're doing the workouts now and you have become an active person. And I would actually say in the last two years that I have become a more fit person. So even though I'm up on the scale a little bit from my lowest – I'm in much better shape. Like I'm doing yoga. Yeah. So 
up until this year, like three years into maintenance, I hadn't been trying to get in floors, which Donald had been doing at me for uh, a couple of years. So I went from an average of 10 flights a day. Now I'm up to 21 flights a day. Um, my step count, like I said, in 2015 was 5,100 steps a day. And now it's up to 17,874, if I'm being precise. <laughs> um, you know, I started in the last, uh, since, since COVID hit, I've started doing a daily yoga practice, which, um, you know, is a little more inconsistent now that our daughter's back to school, but I've made yoga part of my practice. And it's about like, adding more onto your life than it is about the calories. Yeah, for sure. And, and I would say too, that, you know, as part of this, as the scale is slowing down, it's about fine tuning and deciding what you're ready to do next. Like when I wake up, it's not what does the scale say so much as how do I feel in my body? Like I feel great going up the stairs. I feel energized. I, I'm not out of breath. Like I wake up with a spring in my step. All of that matters. And the yoga practice, I'm more flexible than I was doing an arm workout. I feel stronger and my, you know, I'm like hunched over right now, like the hunchback of Notre Dame, <laughs> but like my, my posture is better. My flexibility is better. And it's all of those non-scale things that are Mattering more. So, uh, Stephanie, I keep saying that because I'm trying to connect with my audience. Yeah. Like, really thinking about the quality of your life. Like, how do you feel when you get up? Do you feel like you're honoring your goals? Do you feel like you're living the best version of your life? And for any other listener out there, like, if the scale is slowing down, how do you actually feel? And from there, what are you ready to level up? And if the answer is, I'm not ready to do anything else then you don't have a problem and you can just stay consistent with your habits. And then in, say, a month, say to yourself, Stephanie, or whatever your name is, like a romper room situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Jennifer, Tracy, um, what am I ready to do Catherine now? is holding the, like, romper, romper room, room. Like, she's, like, romper, pantomiming domper, holding that uh, that spinny wheel she thing never up said in front my of her name. face. I'm still yeah. mad about it. But it's... Looking at each season of your life and saying, or each season of the actual season and say, like, what am I ready to, to change now? Like, right now it's COVID. Maybe it's time to maintain my weight. In December, when it's really cold or it's snowy, I'm going to have to reassess my habits. Like, we don't have to say, this is going to be what I'm going to do forever. I'm the person right now who's only going to eat, you know, 1400 calories a day. You can say, you know, like, I'm going to give 1800 calories a day you know, a go for a month and then see how I go from there and then augment and change. It's not a fixed, you know, point that we're, we're focused on. We can, we can change and adapt. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, I think I'm probably saying again in a different way what Catherine just said, but there's a book by Yoni Friedhoff called The Diet Fix, which um, I didn't read till after I had already lost all of the weight. But there are various sections in there where he talks about you should do what you can do and still enjoy your life. And so for me, it was, it's been about deciding there, there's this part of me, you know, people will tell you that if you're not going to a gym and you're not doing this sort of workout or that sort of workout, that you're not really truly in shape. But I have decided that I need to enjoy my life. I'm not going to be in, you know, actor model shape like that's just never going to happen 
but I am comfortable with the shape that I'm in and I'm very happy and I feel very good. And, you know, Stephanie, in your email, you say, I haven't been in this good a shape in 12 years. And I think focusing on that and like how you feel about being in that good a shape rather than focusing on the 20 pounds, like maybe it's just okay that, that you are the weight you're at. And if it isn't okay, then you have to decide if you're willing to put in whatever that extra work is. And if you're not, then it's okay. And you mentioned your your BMI being 26. Like, I think, I, I'm, you know, nobody really knows uh, when they're in their own skin, but I think I look like a very thin person at this point. My BMI on those charts is barely yeah. like I am on the razor's edge <laughs> of being in the normal range. And trust me, like I cannot lose another five or ten pounds to be comfortably in that normal, you know, in that green range on those charts. Yeah. And I think, you know, being I think BMI plays a part in your whole number structure. You know, I think your you know, your blood work matters and the BMI does matter to a point. But understanding that you have time to figure this out and there is no deadline. Like there's there's no imposed deadline to get to whatever that goal weight is. Like you have the rest of your life to do it. If you if you can lose like a quarter pound a month, like eventually you'll get there. Like if you're willing to do that much work, like it doesn't have to even be that you keep losing like a pound a week, which is what you've been doing. Right. And I and two, you know, looking at it, I know I was saying like once a month, but if right now you feel like you're you feel really good, you're eating in a way that's sustainable for you, you're working out in a way that makes you feel great, th- like that's winning. Like yeah. what is better than a life well lived where you feel proud about your choices? Because even now at my weight, there are days when I have a binge or, you know, I, I wake up feeling, you know, like I have a food hangover Yeah, for where I'm sure. like, oh, what is happening? And the scale is the same. Yeah. But emotionally, I feel dragged down because of my choices. And if you feel a predominance of pride in your your daily choices and your activity and your running and you, you've got that adrenaline, then yay and winning. Like, you know, there is no, you know, Ed McMahon isn't going to come to the door with a giant check and balloons because <laughs> yeah. he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that too. He'd be a zombie. Zombie Ed McMahon. But, you know, it's it's like Catherine was just saying, like there's no there's no prize for hitting your goal weight. It's just, you know, and you're deciding what your goal weight is. Like there's no there's no magical goal weight. It it's all up to you to decide what it is. And maybe maybe you try to mix things up a little bit. Maybe you try instead of just hitting you know, 1700, maybe you try zigzagging your calories a little bit, or maybe you try a different kind of exercise or something like that. It's all up to you. But the fact that that you and other listeners out there uh, can focus on just being in the best shape of your life, it frankly sounds like you're in better shape than me, like being <laughs> able to do all of that running and strength training all of the time. Um, but focusing on that part of it might be the the way to go and just not worry about that number on the scale so much. Well, and two, I think preparing for setbacks matters as well because, Donald, you were saying you were in the best shape of your life only two months ago. Yeah, and about now two, what three months you? ago. I mean, I was uh, I was unemployed and at home and I 
I was able to, you know, I had lots of uh, lots of hobbies and things to do, but I was able to really exercise a lot for several months there, and I might have been in the best shape of my life. And then I went back to work, and I'm working 12 to 14 hours a day, and it's very stressful, and I'm still getting my steps, but I'm not hitting my goal every day. Like, I was blowing past my goal every day for months and months there when I was unemployed, and I was strength training, and I was doing lots and lots of uh, stair climbing, and um, I felt fantastic. And it's not that I don't still feel really good, but I've definitely not been doing all of that for the last couple of months, and it's just... I know this isn't forever, though, and I know I'm sticking to my habits, and I still feel really good, and I have that foundation of habits to fall back on so that I'm not, you know, in spiraling out of control yeah. or anything. But um, I'm definitely, you know, it, it's an ebb and flow of, of different seasons of my life. Yeah. And for me, too, him going back to work changed my habits a bit because we were doing uh, an arm workout together every morning during the summer before our daughter went back to school. I had started doing 50 flights of stairs a day. Yeah. And I had totally leveled up and it felt great. And now Donald is not home and I am managing our daughter's high school uh, curriculum and working myself. So with his habits changing, my habits are also changing. And I think three or four years ago, I might have taken it much harder. Like, oh, now it's over. I'm 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 out of shape now. What am I gonna do? Yeah. There are going to be times and seasons where everything lines up and we're able to get in our workouts and we're able to strength train. And then circumstances could change. And instead of feeling like, well, now that's over and I'm on a decline and I'll probably gain all my weight back. I adapt to it and go like, okay, well, what am I ready to do right now? I can't do 50 flights a day, but you know what? I'm going to go back to 20. I can't hit 20,000 steps a day, but I'm going to hit 17. Yeah. And it's still, you know, from year one, that benchmark of 5,100 steps a day, it's a huge change. And I am the kind of person now who looks forward to what is next. I'm not in a fixed mindset of, well, this is the only way it's going to be. I look forward, and I know you have said, Donald, that like you're never going to lose that extra 10 pounds. The circumstances might change when our daughter is a grown-up. Yeah, true. Like, in four years. Yeah. And, and, you know, using words like never and, and I can't, you know, I try not to do that anymore, but yes, thank you for pointing that out. I know, but you know, and we've, we've talked about it too before where like right now, the, the idea of intuitive eating is just outer space crazy to me. I can't even conceive of it, but if I retire at some point or when our daughter's out of the house and things slow down. So in three or four years, I might be in a different situation where I could look at something. It might not happen and that's okay too, but being open to the possibility of being able to change things up right now, I'm in a phase and like just looking back, it was actually really helpful to kind of go like, what did year one look like? Well, year one, Donald had diabetes. We didn't really have any carbs in the house and no alcohol because he couldn't drink. Yeah. And now we've reintroduced those party-ish friends back into our lives. <laughs> yeah, so by having the like party boys. Having like two beers a month now is Woo! basically yeah, our, our version of partying. But like I have had some bread. Like it's yeah, craziness. Yeah, yeah. But in year one I really wasn't and I my average weight was a little bit lower than it is right now. But I'm still doing everything that 
feels good. I'm still walking. I've added yoga. I'm, you know, doing all of that. Right. But right now I'm in a season where the idea of doing any food prep or cooking just is impossible. I yeah. just fall to the ground. So I'm eating a lot of frozen food right now. Now I know my idea of food prep is buying pre-sliced mushrooms and pre-chopped onions and sautéing them in a pan so that I have mushrooms and onions for my veggie burgers. Can't the bags just open them? I know. Can't they just? Can't I just buy them already cooked? <laughs> But but right now I'm in a season where like I am not going to cookbooks and making elaborate things. For and sure. It, like right now I'm just kind of scraping by on the food side, but I, it's going fine. I'm the scale's down a little bit from where it was in the early COVID times, so I'm doing okay. So for anyone out there, kind of looking at and. This episode, I should have said this at the beginning, this episode isn't for people who have lost 50 pounds. This is for everybody looking at the full scope yeah. of their experience. It's less about the number on the scale and more about the trajectory and how you feel when you wake up in the morning. Do you feel proud of the choices that you made yesterday? Do you wake up going, oh my gosh, another, like, why did I drink a bottle of wine on a Tuesday night? Like, yeah. it's how you're waking up feeling in your body, how much you can move. Do you feel energized? And do you feel ready to level up in anything? Can you push yourself just a little bit more than you did before? And if the answer is, I am content with all of my actions and all of my habits, then you don't have a problem. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, the number matters over time, but really the day-to-day, -day, how you feel in your body, how much energy you have, and how much uh, pride you have in your actions, that is what matters to me. Absolutely. And that's what matters to me as well. And uh, also what matters to me is uh, you listening to this podcast. You Thank did you it! so much. <laughs> um, if you've listened to this podcast, you can already be proud of the choices that you've made today. Uh, thank you so much. Um, if you enjoyed this, we have a lot of other episodes that you can listen to uh, at the same place where you found this one. You can also find them on our website at weonlylookthin.com. You can. Uh, the, see, there's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which Donald is going to be getting very many tweets very about Very many tweets. Yeah. Uh, tips of the week. Please uh, write in uh, and give us your tips of the week. Uh, we'd love to do another uh, Tip of Palooza episode and and get some input from you, the wonderful listener. Um, you can also email us, just like Stephanie did, to uh, weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, we uh, we do eventually answer, although not necessarily within the day or week you've emailed us, but we'll get there. And uh, we may turn your uh, email into an episode, which we, that'd be cool for you, right? Wouldn't it be super cool? <laughs> It'd be cool like Stephanie. So if you would like more support in your weight loss journey, uh, remember that we've got Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. It is a support group for women based on the Facebooks. Uh, if you want more information on that, you can go to our website and click on join our support group for more information. Yeah. Yeah. Great information. <laughs> so after listening to this episode, if you're still not sure about the difference between the wisdom of the ages and rock of the ages, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I and Stephanie yeah. are an inspiration. inspiration 
The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.